Tú conoces a tu auto mejor que nadie. ¿Y quién mejor que tú para echarle mano cuando lo necesita? ¿No tienes las herramientas? AutoZone te las presta. Se llama Loanatool. Y lo mejor de todo, es gratis. Con Loanatool, AutoZone te presta una gran variedad de herramientas para trabajos de mofle, frenos, motor, aire acondicionado y mucho más. Cuenta con AutoZone para encontrar las herramientas que te hacen falta. En AutoZone te damos lo que necesitas. Restricciones y detalles en la tienda. Kyle Krabs, the director of scouting at NDT Scouting, and I am joined by NDT Scouting senior scouting consultant and my co-host of the show, Joe Marino. Uh, we are here in Mobile getting ready for the weigh-ins and the first day of practice and media night tonight. Uh, it is going to be a very busy day. But in the meantime, to get you guys really prepped for our hot takes that we're tweeting out from the uh, the weigh-ins in practice, today we're going to be talking about uh, some some ideal system fits with, with players that are on the Senior Bowl rosters. And uh, Joe and I have had a chance to get into a lot of these players already, so we feel like we have a nice grasp on what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and where we see them being most successful at the next level. Before we get into that, I would like to kindly remind everyone that Locked On NFL Draft is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, which, thanks to all of our listeners, is the fastest-growing sports audio network in the world. Uh, As of right now, Locked On NFL Draft is also the highest-rated show, according to the iTunes Top 200 Sports and Rec, in the program. So thank you very much for your continued listenership and support. We greatly appreciate you sharing, rating the show, subscribing to the show, taking a look at everything that the Locked On Network in general has in, to offer. You can see all of that on either iTunes or Audio Boom. Joe, it is way in day. I hope you had a light breakfast, man. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Uh, like we spoke about yesterday, this is an important part of this process to see these guys and their physique and what kind of workers they've been uh, throughout their careers to present their product, their body. And uh, we'll uh, we'll tweet out all the hot takes that we have on uh, on that. So um, excited to get into some of these scheme fits. Appreciate the question on Twitter that we got uh, that led to this uh, idea for content. Uh, because uh, it is, you know, we we had some discussions with some scouting buddies down here, and this class is fi- filled with players that really kind of have roles, like very specific roles that they can fulfill. And so, uh, looking over these senior bowl rosters and being able to identify some of those should lead to some good discussion. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, the the question in general was a request for uh, edge players specifically. 
and uh, we, we will probably end up touching on that concept and as we work throughout the draft process, but we figured it would be more appropriate to talk about some of the specifics uh, of this Senior Bowl class uh, and the players on it. So I want to start with a, a guy who you know, I'm kind of ashamed we have not really pumped up all that much so far this week, Joe, and that's Michigan's Amara Darbo. Darbo is one of seven Michigan players here at the Senior Bowl this week. Um, and he's got really nice skills. I'm interested to see what he uh, checks out in, in the weigh-in, but he's listed at 6'2", 215. And I think that's probably, he's pro- he'll probably be 6'1 you know, and a half. Uh, 215 might be realistic, maybe somewhere between you know, 210, 212. Uh, so Prey's probably been embellished a little bit because most of these guys are. But when you watch Darbo, he's really frustrating to watch because he wins with consistency. He's got good physicality. He's got good burst and acceleration, explosiveness, ball tracking skills are there. He's got good hands. He just doesn't get the ball. He doesn't get the ball with any amount of consistency with his routes. Uh, there are a number of games that I watched this year for Michigan in which he was winning vertical routes and getting open, but wasn't getting targeted. So I think Darbo probably doesn't get the recognition that he deserves as a vertical route runner and his ability to win deep down the field and his long speed because he'll separate and get open and beat defensive backs, but the throw is not out on time or the ball is not accurately placed or even worse, the ball is not even thrown in his direction. So someone like Darbo... Uh, this might not be the showcase for it either because you're, you're, you're not in sync with the quarterbacks and the timing might not be there. But I'll tell you what, Darbo can scoot. He can play and win on the vertical areas of the field, and I think it, it would be an absolute treat to watch him get into a situation where he's got a quarterback that can throw with accuracy deep down the field and really let him be that big play receiver that he looks primed to be at the next level. Yeah, and uh, one thing about Darbo is uh, the quarterbacks that'll be throwing him the ball this uh, this tomorrow is is not very exciting. So uh, it'll be more about watching him separate from the receivers than probably the results uh, of the one on ones. The first player that I want to get into here is uh, Chris Wormley, the defensive lineman from Michigan, and I think that. Uh, listed at six foot six, three hundred and two pounds, he is a tailor-made uh, five technique in a three-four defense. He has a really strong functional anchor to hold uh, hold his hold his ground. You know, he's not somebody that's going to get rocked back. Uh, has good power in his hands to jolt pads and and kind of reset that line of scrimmage and two gap with with outstanding length. That's really necessary to play in that five technique role um, and. Uh, we're kind of making our watch list for this class overall when there's not a lot of these uh, niche five technique players and they're so important. We saw a few years ago uh, the Kansas City Chiefs who were switching to a 3-4 defense and needed that five technique and that number three overall they took Tyson Jackson out of LSU which is a very big surprise. So these five technique guys, these niche guys are really important for those uh, two gapping defensive lines and uh, Chris Wormley 
in every way from the way that he plays with power in his hands in the lower half, the ability to two-gap shed, disengage, reset the line of scrimmage, to the size and length that's six foot six. Uh, you know, that's a guy that teams needing five technique should really laser in on. Joe, I have a confession to make. I, I need to convince, uh, confess that I love lamp. <laughs> uh, forest lamp, of course. Uh, for anyone who has not seen uh, the movie Anchorman, I apologize for that reference. Uh, I highly suggest you finish listening to the show, and then immediately go watch that movie. Uh, Forrest Lamb played left tackle for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers throughout the majority of his career and is here this week and, and is likely going to uh, mark the end of his career as a tackle. I very much think that he is a favorable uh, fit for an offensive guard. Uh, Lamp doesn't look like he has the length to play offensive tackle at the next level. He is put together very well. He's very athletic built, uh, which I really like. Uh, You like to see your offensive linemen that carry their weight well, don't have that extra adipose tissue, and uh, can can really bog down their movement skills. So Lamp does not have any issues with that. He he has nice, clean feet. His ability to climb the ladder, play in space, and and get out in front of runs all, all suggest that this is... You're very much your stereotypical uh, left guard in a zone-style running offense. I think that is a perfect fit for someone like Forrest Lamp, who um, he, he's got a, a pleasant amount of pop in his hands when he's able to uh, win with first contact and, and get a quick set and hit the chest of defenders across the line of scrimmage. Uh, my, my question for him, is as a people mover, uh, when he wins, it is due to balance and being able to sustain his base and getting defenders off of balance. He's not an overwhelming player at the point of attack. I would not trust him in a lot of drive block situations one-on-one. So a lot of your traditional uh, man uh, power style runs are are not going to lend themselves particularly well to what he does best. That's not to say he can't do it and you can't try to work up his functional strength more than what it is, but that's not a very safe way to attack uh, a player assessment like this. And I know some people are trying to build some steam for Forrest Lamp as a potential first-round player. Uh, I'm not that high on him. I don't love Lamp that much. Joe, but if you're talking 35 to 50 and you you run a lot of zone stretch plays and even inside zone and you need inside help, I think Forrest Lamp is an excellent option for you. And Lamp's a a buzz name right now. Some of the uh, of our colleagues have compared him to Zach Martin. So we will we will will see how that uh, how that narrative unfolds this week. Uh, next scheme fit that I want to get into is a safety. And we've talked several times over the course of the 101 episodes of Locked On NFL Draft about the tight end class and how deep it is and the talented pass catchers. You got some big guys like O.J. Howard and David and Joku and um, you know, Michael Roberts and Evan Ingram, and you know, the list goes on and on. Um, Jordan Leggett. I know Kyle's not as high on Jordan Leggett, but Jordan Leggett. 
<laughs> Jake Butt, don't forget about Jake Butt. But anyways, what I'm getting at here is that there is an influx of talented, long, pass-catching athletic tight ends in the NFL, and you need to have safeties that can match up with these guys um, or else you're just going to have mismatches over and over again. And a guy that I think can carve out that role uh, is Obi Melifonwu, the UConn safety. Uh, listed at six foot three, two hundred and seventeen pounds, and he really has nice man coverage skills. The kind of guy you can line up over a move tight end uh, in space in the slot. Um, he can line up over top of him in, in when he's they're in line, and really has nice mirror ability uh, to stay connected and in phase with tight ends throughout their routes. And he's you know he's got the frame to hold up to the physicality that they're going to give you in the stem and what i really like about him is his length to compete at the catch point and how well he attacks the football in the air and, and breaks on the football with uh, assertion and good technique and uh you know this type of length speed coverage skills is is extremely valuable if you want to be able to take away or, or at least have a guy capable of lining up and not looking silly, covering these large tight ends, these athletic guys, into space. Uh, and again, with the ability to compete at the catch point. So Obi Melifonwu, you know, my gripe on him has always been he's a little bit passive sometimes when he's got those tackling t- attempts. You know, he's a, a sidestepper, latch-on, dive-at-the-ankles type of guy. But from a coverage perspective and his ability to, to match up with these big athletic tight ends, you know, Obi Melifonwu should be a... a uh, a player that we see rise. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to match up with these these talented tight ends here in Mobile, and uh, you know he's got a valuable skill set as he enters the NFL. Yeah, I know that's one of your guys, and I'm I'm certainly ready to dig into that a little more. Uh, the last guy I would like to talk about is another defensive back, uh, a name that's I'm I'm impressed with how much uh, some of the draft community seems to be. Uh, latched onto, but I certainly think there needs to be some context to where the valuation and the excitement is directed, and that's Corn Elder, the defensive back from uh, Miami. Elder plays mean, he plays fast, he's cerebral, covers a great amount of space. But if you're asking me to play Corn Elder in off-man coverage or as a deep third in zone protecting against vertical throws, that is a recipe for poor results. Corn Elder has to find his way into a primarily cover two zone style of defense. The more reps that he gets in which he can collision, if you would like him to, in the flat, or you play him as a squatter looking to take away the 0 to 10 to 15 yard window of the field from the numbers to the sideline. Asking him to cover that amount of space lends itself well to his spatial awareness, his route recognition skills and route combination understanding, uh, his spacing ability, his change of direction skills, and really all of the things that make him a good football player. You're keeping him near the line of scrimmage, 
so that he can attack the run in run support. His eyes are in the backfield so he can quickly close down and filter the run either A, back into team pursuit, or B, uh, make sure and ensure that that, off, or that running back is not able to turn the corner and get his pad squared to the line of scrimmage. So Corn Elder is a player that I really like. I would probably spend uh, a, day, uh, a mid-day two pick, late second round, early third round pick on Corn Elder, maybe even a little higher if you're telling me you're guaranteeing he's getting all of those reps in cover two zone. But the, real, uh, the realism is that's very difficult to accomplish, uh, scheming a player into only getting certain coverage looks. So uh, he will need to play some man-to-man coverage perhaps in the slot, and I think that uh, as a nickel man corner he can have some success. Um, but it, as a cover two corner, I think Cornelder is a tremendous football player, and I think he really needs to go to a system like that because playing him somewhere else uh, will really detract from what he does best. Last guy we're going to get into here is a an edge player, uh, and that is Ryan Anderson from Alabama. Um, I tweeted this out a few days ago, and that is that he is a ready-made 3-4 outside linebacker at the next level. Um, initially he's able to line up and work in space. So his ability to flow towards the sideline, uh, make tackles in the boundary, uh, take good angles, work through blocks is there. So his ability to function off the ball and run support is, is nice. Um, he is, is capable in his coverage depth to get, to get depth. Uh, he can, uh, good hook curl defender, work out towards the flats, cover backfields, uh, cover running backs out of the backfield. He can do that for you. And then I guess my favorite thing about him is his, uh, his pass rush ability, where he has good uh, hand technique, good secondary pass rush moves, has some ability to, to turn the corner and run the edge track. He's a little tight. Sometimes he can loop that, that edge rush a little bit. But, um, you know, the hand technique and power and his ability to work with leverage is really exciting. And, and I think that makes him an exciting pass rusher as well. So he checks all the boxes in terms of the traits that you need to see uh, to to do all the things necessary to play three, four outside linebacker. And so we think about teams like Pittsburgh, who you know, they need that type of player. And I think that's a really nice fit and a guy that I think is worthy of a pick towards the back half of the first round. So uh, Ryan Anderson, a ready mage, 34 outside linebacker that is going to do it for us today on locked on nfl draft we appreciate you listening uh, please stay engaged with us we have a lot of great information coming um, on the podcast and written on fan rag sports so stay uh, connected with kyle and i uh, the best way to do that is on twitter kyle is at ndt scouting i am at the joe marino so please shoot us a follow stay engaged ask us your questions we love to talk football with you uh, the other thing we encourage you to do is subscribe. Get on iTunes, get on Audio Boom, hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you are staying connected with what we're doing. Uh, we got a lot coming. We've got a lot already done. It's all at your disposal. So please subscribe and, and tell a friend what we're doing over here if you're enjoying it. So uh, we are going to keep uh, grinding for you. We're going to keep giving you all the information we can down here in Mobile. And uh, until tomorrow, signing off for Kyle Krabs, I'm Joe Marino, and this is Locked On NFL Draft. Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast on the NFL Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.